eat, sleep, suplex, repeat. Suplex, repeat, 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 suplex, repeat. Welcome to Cheap Popcast. This is the unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling. I'm your host, Dave Suplex Repeat Rudden. I've got two uh, semi-regular guests with me. Uh, Henry, shit, uh, Blue Meanie. <laughs> I'm looking more like the 2006 era Blue Meanie in these days. <laughs> the one that fights back against JBL. Mm, and he's lost a little weight. He got in WWE shape. Yeah. You screwed Brett Elston? That's good. And a very special guest... Notable video game industry wrestling fan. Uh, the Kansas Pepper Box. <laughs> that, that'll be my gimmick. No, my name's Dan Reichert. Dan, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Let me start by saying we, we usually start these episodes by recapping pay-per-views, but SummerSlam happened a, a couple days ago, um, and we were all in various parts of the country, um, but two of the guests here were there. Mm-hmm. And, Live in a skybox at Staples Center. And, uh, I, I mean... You one percenter. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Uh, when it comes to both WrestleMania and SummerSlam, it's always the biggest opportunity for fans to interact with wrestlers. So mm. I have to ask both of you, uh, I mean, I saw the pictures coming from you guys on Twitter, but were there any uh, notable interactions that you had this year that... Uh, you could chat about. Well, I watched all of Dan's videos and they looked <laughs> awesome. Like the but unedited one or the pre the pre posting ones it just looked great. But uh, I I got uh, I interviewed Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, uh, Sting, and then my favorite who I interviewed was Damien Sandow because he was one hundred percent in character uh-huh. as a hardcore gamer, which uh, <laughs> was really great. He, but he was a uh, so, and I was telling everybody who was like, "Eh, Amy Sandow, who was there." I said, "Like, no, man, he's like, he's double in character. He's in character as the intellectual savior who is then pretending to be a gamer that he hates and is like backhanded insulting everybody. And he's just one hundred percent in character the whole time. I love that. You interviewed him, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I got Sandow to weigh in on the Pax Royal Rumble. Basically, it was me uh-huh. and Alex Navarro who we have kind of a blood feud going on, and. Uh, he did say that he uh, he picks me to win the thing. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. I asked him uh, how much uh, I, I said, like, hey, do you, I, I can't find this information anywhere. Do you know how much the the, uh, <laughs> the network is? Nine ninety nine. Thank you for asking that. Didn't they get a bonus every time they say that phrase? They should. They should get nine ninety nine every time they say it. It add up pretty quick. It is. It was pretty aggressive. I don't remember where yeah. I, I probably one of the blogs might have even been JR's thing, but saying like you don't advertise the value of it by constantly saying the price. You put a product on that makes people go, ah, shit, I don't want to miss this. Yeah. Like, honestly, not beat people over the head with how this I've, great deal. <laughs> I've turned around on it when when they say it now. I'm like, I have, I have. Like smart marked on it, just like ah nine ninety nine. I'm gonna chant it with him. Like I'm so sick of it that I'm gonna now love it because I hate it so much. Well, it's like a restaurant that just says like you know on the awning that says restaurant our food nine ninety nine. It's like no, what is it? You got some nice fettuccine alfredo in there. What do you have? A good pizza? Like you want to know? Yeah, yeah, like what Jr was saying. It's like yeah, yeah. the network is awesome. There's so much yeah. great great content on there, mm-hmm. uh, and for a great price. But you know it's. The price and the content. Yeah, it's sort of on topic. I recently the the Road Warriors thing went up, mm-hmm. the like two hour documentary or whatever. Exactly. The whole time I didn't realize till like twenty minutes in, and then I was like, oh, too lazy. I'm not getting up. the The whole video was like skewed to the right. I get that a lot too. And so that the mm-hmm. left whole left side of the screen was just black, mm-hmm. and then I was missing the far right of the screen the whole time. It was if as if someone like turned a dial and the entire picture moved to the right, mm-hmm. and it didn't occur to me till like ten twenty minutes in, and I was like. 
Were you doing the browser one, or was this on it's console? It's on a PS3. Okay. But that's the first time I've ever seen that error. Usually everything runs pretty smoothly. Mm-hmm. But, it seemed uh, it would be a little bit better this year. It only cut out during the pre-show, and it was just in time for me to see Cesaro get frog splashed. I'm like, son of a bitch. This is not <laughs> the way. I don't want to see it come back at, at that point. But well, uh, I interviewed Daniel Bryan, and he was super nice. Mm-hmm. Like That's the other thing. Like He was super duper duper nice, and... Uh, and he, it's the the big scoop I got, I asked him like, "Oh, are your uh, are the uh, Bruiser Brody boots you wore to WrestleMania? Those going to be in the game?" And he's like, "You know, I don't think they will be, but you, when I come back, I think you're going to see them a lot." Spoiler warning: I think you're going to see these uh, a lot more when I come back. I was like, huh. "All right, I liked his hairy boots." Yeah, yeah. I got uh, Austin to pull a knife after my first question, <laughs> and I think that gave some WWE PR people a heart attack because mm-hmm. I said that like I listen to the podcast a lot, and he always you know says that oh, every guy's got to have a pocket knife. And I told him like I'm not a real handy guy. I don't. You know, I'm not camping a lot. Like why do we, I? Can you sell me on a pocket knife? And he goes, "Do you have a pocket knife on you right now?" And I was like, "No." And he goes, "Well, I do." And he pulls it out, flips the blade open. And I'm looking over, and, like the PR people are like, "Oh, what's what did he just ask?" <laughs> so, that was uh, great. Yeah, and yeah. then he told me I failed by not having a, a knife on me. But uh, yeah. he was telling you to drink better beer too. Yeah, he said I had yeah. shitty taste in uh, beer. But then he asked how old I was, and I said 30, and he said I could drink shitty vodka, and I should be okay. To speak against Stone Cold on this. For his entire WWE career, all he drank was Miller Lite. And I feel like it's only... Steve Weiser's. Yeah, and it's... I thought he maybe had some Bud Light. Cores, didn't I? I it was, like it was always shitty light beer. As soon yeah, as it yeah. touches his hand, though, it becomes a Steve Weiser. Yeah. Like TM. <laughs> and he, meanwhile, he drinks maybe like half of the beer if it gets in, in his mm-hmm. mouth. If mm-hmm. But it's only since like he started his podcast when he's like he's starting to brew beer and he talks about like IPAs and Sierra stuff. Nevada, Torpedo IPA. Oh, yeah. Damn good IPA. It's not a bad one. I hated li- like that. That pissed me off listening to his Eric Bischoff interview, where I was like, oh. "You guys have so much to talk about, and you're spending like 15 minutes talking about your fucking like homebrewed shit." Like, to be I fair, the first episode was kind of slow with Bischoff, but the three after that, like oh, they yeah. really get into the nitty gritty, and that's yeah. some of the best stuff they've done. Is this done. one of the newer episodes? Or? No, it was a couple months back. Oh, well, I must have missed it. Oh, it's great. Yeah, parts two, three, and four of Bischoff okay. are incredible. The yeah. Heyman ones are still my favorite. I did, I, yeah, I did listen yeah. to those. Yeah, they're great. So Stone Cold also was like he's the moderator of the panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. Like, oh man, Cesaro. That's when I interviewed him. I was, I, I I'm gonna say Dan was definitely better than me with all the interviews because like I was marking out too much. It's <laughs> like especially when I when I interviewed Cesaro, I was just going like, you were on fire, like you fucking ruled, <laughs> and because he did like on the on the on the 2k roster panel he was just like in a super heel mode and just like saying like uh you know i was a very sporty kid and in america you know the kids don't play enough sports and that's why you you suffer with obesity <laughs> and i am the best i'm the best european like in and switzerland is the most beautiful country i have been all around the world and i can tell you switzerland is the most beautiful country. you it's got a little like, bit of dusty roads in your uh, yeah. <laughs> this is our impersonation yeah. baby switzerland baby <laughs> oh daddy <laughs> it's the same place. It's, yeah, yeah, basically. So I was a little happy to find out that he was kind of the breakout star of that panel. But then mm. I remembered two years ago, Brodus Clay was like the breakout star of the, oh, the 2K. Yeah. The one with Tyson, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Punk was still pretty good on that panel, too. Like, yeah. I, what I like looking back on that panel now that Punk and AJ Lee were super flirty. Like mm-hmm. he, oh yeah, they were. That he was. She made some joke about like she said like oh I watched I she's like I became a big fan of it when I was like twelve and then Punk said like four years ago and then <laughs> yeah. she was like what <laughs> and I was like get a room you two but I thought he was dating Lita at the time so oh yeah yeah. Punk was such a dick because I remember he was talking about playing uh, Mike Tyson's punch out while mm-hmm. he was on the panel. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, when you go out on the roof and you drink beers or whatever, I walked up to him and I'm just trying to make conversation. I was like, So, do you ever, you said you play Mike Tyson's punch out. You ever beat Mike Tyson? And he just looks at me like I'm a complete idiot and he's like, Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, sorry, buddy. I should have known. Like, Jesus. No. That's why I'd be too terrified. Like, again, I've, like I've said on the show, the only, to this day, the only live wrestling thing I've ever been to was a month ago to Hood Slam. I'm oh. still, I've still, I've still never gone to any of these actual like WWE events. So I'm like, I would love to walk up to XYZ wrestler and just, but I have nothing to add. You've had everything said to you, and I feel like even if I tried to make conversation like that, I'm like, oh, punch out, cool, yeah. Uh, but, uh, this is probably a question you don't get a lot, but it still comes from this like 
I'm afraid I'm bothering you. <laughs> well, when they're at these events and stuff, they kind of expect, like, yeah, all right, play nice with the media. That's they're going to ask you questions. And I think that they would at least get some joy out of, like, because I'm sure Austin gets asked a billion times, yeah. like, oh, you spilled so much beer. Like, how, did you get drunk ever after the yeah. thing? Or, like, bleh. Whereas, like, if you go up and ask about his podcast, something he's sure, currently yeah. super invested in, right. his eyes just kind of light up and he starts well, talking. Same with, yeah, like, so. every, every mankind question is King of the Ring 98. Oh, like, yeah. He's, yeah. he's so sick of it. Same with, like, Jim Ross, even. Like, he's sick of being asked about it. So. Mm. When I tried to, I, I swear I did my research ahead of time. I interviewed Sting. I was like, I can't find him answering anything about Shockmaster. So I'm going to ask him. And he was just like so bored with it. He's just like, yeah, it sucked at the time. But, uh, you know. <laughs> and then he didn't want to have fun with it. Like, well, he, he probably had to laugh. He's like, yeah, but poor Fred. Like, Fred, like, just, that should have been his big shot. And he just kind of ruined his career. I was like, he was supposed to shock the world. How could you, how could you ever? Because even in that uh, Legends of Wrestling thing when they're like, some things look great on paper, and it's like, when? At what point did the stormtrooper yeah. helmet like <laughs> ever think this would have legs and last more than a week? Well, Dusty Rhodes always likes to have like outer space characters just show up for no reason. Like, well, that's he's, fine. He's kind of crazy. Well, he birthed Stardust. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. true. That's how much he loved outer space characters. So I saw the picture of you at the bar with Stardust and Jimmy like, <laughs> Hart. So was he just like was he in character hanging out at a bar? Like it was well, just weird that he was in full gear. I guess like, technically, but he was there for Radio Row. Oh, okay. and so I was there, and uh, so that you basically sit down on couches and they just kind of try to run over to you and like I've tried to make conversation with Eva Marie and all this stuff. Yeah. And then uh, I realized we were at Lucky Strike is where they did it and oh, okay. so there's like a cosmic yeah. bowling alley there yeah. and so I was like can I just go interview you back there with like all these stars yeah. in the background and this like purple black lit thing and he was awesome jeez he mm-hmm. was he was hilarious so. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to that damn thing after E3 because I love bowling and it's always right there and in like 10 years I've never done it it's expensive and then yeah, he said he skinned that. a star man. Yeah, yeah. So I asked him, I was like, uh, this, will, this will go up on Giant Bomb real soon, probably tomorrow or the next day. But uh, I was like, so, you know, I, I know that in a former life, Stardust was a video game fan, you know, trying to reference Cody Rhodes without saying Cody Rhodes. Sure. Yeah, I said, there was a character in an NES game called Pro Wrestling. And immediately he goes, don't say his name. And he just walks <laughs> off. And I was like, oh, no, I feel like I've touched upon something uh, wow, dark here. Great. And then he's like. What okay? What's your demo here? What's your demo? And I was like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "What's what's the age of the people watching here?" And I go, "Twenties, eh, I guess, probably." He goes, "I skinned, I skinned Starman. Like <laughs> he, he hustled me in a pool hall, and I, I skinned him alive, and I wear his skin." Wow! <laughs> it's like, "Oh, okay, wow, <laughs> cool." Uh, and Daniel Bryan is the, the nicest guy. Yes, like he really, God, he's the most nice. genuine human being in that entire industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. CM Punk is a grump, like he's so grumpy. But and I though I sort of when he's in heel mode, I'm like, uh, it totally works. Like the one time I've interviewed him twice, and the one time I did it when he was he had gone to a heel, like I, I he at least his grumpiness worked then. And I asked him like, uh, you know, is is your match tonight at SummerSlam going to be in the main event? Because even though you've been champ, you haven't actually been the last match. And then he just like pauses and takes a moment. He's like. Even if I'm not last, I yeah. am the main event. Okay, so I don't care where Triple H puts this thing. I was like, ooh, like, <laughs> yeah, that pissed him off. Also, he kind of demonstrated that same one where he was dicky about Mike Tyson. He kind of demonstrated his uh, womanizing uh, tendencies mm-hmm. to where I had an ex-girlfriend there at the time, and uh, she doesn't watch wrestling. She was just there with me. And uh, she was like, who is this guy with the with the beard and the belt and the tattoos and stuff? And I was like, that's CM Punk. And she's like, he is really creeping me out. And I was like, what's he doing? He's like, he just, she had a big like sleeve tattoo. And he, she was like, he's just got this lecherous look and he keeps looking at my tattoo up and down. And he's just being a total creep. <laughs> and uh, it's like, okay, yeah, he's, he's kind of known to be shitty to women. So. Oh, good. Oh, what? No, I, well, well, maybe I, not shitty I, to women. Just a, he... All his ex-girlfriends have had nice things to <laughs> that, say. That is true. That like, Natalie girl and Lita. So mm-hmm. there is that, I guess. And Lita. And also, uh, there was another one that I saw. Beth so, Phoenix. Yeah. yeah I, well, I watched one, an interview with one of his ex-girlfriends like that was on RF Shoots, I think it was. Or no, You Shoot. It was on You Shoot. And like these five guys in a row just asked him like, hey, what's punk like in bed? Like, is punk a nice guy? And then the last guy's like, come on, how big is his dick? And then I was like, <laughs> boy, you guys like, in love. like it sounds like you guys are really interested in CM Punk and but yeah, yeah that was and she she was just like it's it's big enough that was her response <laughs> oh boy so moving on from that to SummerSlam itself mm-hmm. uh, were, were there any highlights for in like overall for the night I I I, I didn't I'm think there was to, one bad match yeah like, no. I'm trying to place it amongst like. The ones I've been to and just SummerSlams overall, and it's I, all, it's, it's high up there. But I don't think it soared. It last year was the best SummerSlam. It, last year soared to the highest heights of any SummerSlam I've attended because 
Punk, Punk, Lesnar, and Cena, Brian were both outstanding. Yep. Out freaking standing. And the swerve, even though like a lot of people saw it coming, it's like, well, it was really effective and it yeah. led to, you know, the next six months, you know. Well, for those those two but, months and five, that's where yeah, it was but, hard. Yeah, but the end goal was it was all worth it. Yeah. Until yeah. everything went to hell. But um we'll forget about that. Yeah, but if if in the in the great in the wonderful universe where uh, Daniel Bryan never gets injured. That was a great. That mm-hmm. uh, WrestleMania was awesome, and that moment will exist forever. Yeah, it'll always know? be there. But yeah, the uh, like, I uh, Dolph won the IC title, and I really yeah. hope the IC <laughs> title actually matters again, and that they don't keep jobbing out the IC champ all the time. Hope that happens. And then the la- lumberjack match was like best lumberjack match I've ever seen. Though that's yeah. kind of a low bar, <laughs> I'd say. But yeah, it was yeah. still great though. I think what you said about not reaching the high highs of last year, I think that's the important thing because, like, last year, I mean, Punk Lesnar, just one of my favorite matches of recent wrestling mm-hmm. history. And then, yeah, Cena Bryan was just so, so exciting. Um, so, yeah, those were both probably better than any match on the card this year. But as a whole, this just yeah. kind of hit that sustained quality note. Um, and then I thought Lesnar-Cena was just fascinating. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's close. I think maybe, mm-hmm. maybe last year edges it out because of those two incredible ones. But this was awesome by far. Yeah, and also I love the uh, well. Then like the years before, like twenty, can't remember what twenty twelve was. Twenty eleven had like the uh, that had the Brock Triple H main event, which was all right. Twenty twelve no, was Brock, Brock yeah. Triple H. Brock Triple H. And it was Cena versus Punk versus Big Show. Big Show. Which, yeah, mm, yeah. And great. then and Daniel then Bryan he, versus Kane, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which uh, Daniel Bryan won. Which I remember you and I, Dave, were saying like hey, he's not going to win. They're going to. Kane go over nobody nobody believes in Daniel Bryan and WWE like uh but yeah no the the Cena Lesnar match was incredible like yes. never I don't want to I I appear on the power bomb cast this week so I don't want to repeat myself too much from that but yeah it was just to see a like that was a WWF superstars episode level of 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 squash mm-hmm. that Cena got from Lesnar and like You'd never see that. Like, never. That never happens to the top guy in the main event getting murdered that much. Like, it's it's nuts. I, I just watched it from the TV perspective yesterday, and, mm-hmm. man, they got some good angles on those Germans. Like, that just yeah. looked awesome. And the yeah. facial expressions yeah. from Lesnar. Oh, my God, he's good at that. He got yeah, to, he was. He did a lot. Yeah, a lot of much better emoting than I've seen yeah. him do, especially even during the Undertaker match where he just seemed like... I'm going to kill this man. <laughs> yeah. And this seemed like he was having fun. He was mm-hmm. this top predator. And it really told, like, I hardly ever say this for Brock Lesnar, but, like, actually told the story better with him because normally he's just, like, pure force. Mm-hmm. And this was a nice little, like, he's aware of the damage he's doing kind of thing. Yeah, the best acting was, like, Undertaker stood up and then just his smug. That was great. I think that is, like, that's Brock's character. He's, like, he's smug and a dick. And he's just, like, I'm better than everybody. And, like, that is probably true. Like, he's probably stronger than most people on Earth. And, and knows it. And knows it. Yeah. And, yeah, and that he's also, like, he just lives to be a perfect physical special <laughs> specimen who beats the shit out of anybody. And he just, like, sits up like, no, nah, he didn't hurt me actor john cena and they just when he, when he like stands up and like puts up his fist like like in ufc of just like come on let's get get back up let's get back to fighting like that was awesome and also like his body did just turn immediately red immediately just pouring sweat out uh, of every he's like point. a 16-bit like brawler when you get a boss down to like yeah, low health yeah, yeah. i just wish he started blinking he's just like <laughs> yeah he seems radioactive by the time yeah. the thing's over but then less than less than 48, maybe just within 24 hours, it's like, oh, they're going to rematch United Champions, yep. which, well, look, this this is the this is the kayfabe thing that always happens. The guy has yeah. the rematch clause. You always have the rematch. Sure. Like, so that's it's just like happen. it's just they're going to have to tell an actual like mm. you have to maybe Cena does a little better, but like he can't win. Like Lesnar yeah. still has to kill him. Like, yes. I do know you when you think about what Lesnar's contract is, it makes yeah. you think he can't keep defending the title once a month. Like that's still pretty often for him. Do you have Cena beat him, or do you have like that can't? But that also like Cena doesn't need it. He doesn't need to ever beat Lesnar. Like Cena is a made man. Like in 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 like mafia terms he's made like his his rep is stone cold like, and if cena wins what is the point of ending this 22 year streak yeah. of yeah, you know yeah, yeah. of making the top guy and most loyal mm-hmm. guy in your company look like a chump at SummerSlam? like yeah. what's the point of all this stuff if, if we're just gonna give it back I mean, to it cena? seems like just to give it seems like you have to build it up back to wrestlemania 31 and like keep this going through either spotty 
title defense and then Heyman coming out once a week to just keep you agitated and then like because it really is it, it, in both in storyline and in the real world it is like well who's going to beat him like yeah. if it's not Cena like there you, you got nobody to hand this off to so it's like use the next six months to build someone and it's like who who would that even be I could totally go I for hope this. it's Cesaro mm. it'll just because he'll be so Roman huge. Reigns yeah. Yeah. Well, I know it's more I than know. six months well, I, I, that's I read a, well I read a rumor that uh, and rumors on the internet are always true guys, yeah. but, as I've learned <laughs> true. but um the rumor I read is that the the talk behind the scenes is that Triple H wants it to be Roman Reigns at WrestleMania with Brock, and that Vince wants it to yeah. be The Rock, yeah, because The that. Rock, Brock, Brock is a bigger yeah. headlining match. Sure, but Roman Reigns, like who can't like The Rock beats Brock? Who cares? Like. I, well, I mean, not. And then you have not, Cena beat Rock in April. No, you, well, you have Brock <laughs> beat Rock. I mean, you keep because Brock's going to be around more than Rock. Yeah, though, like you need a feel good win at, yeah, at WrestleMania. True. Yeah, I, I like the idea of just yeah. Reign of Terror, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> no, not a mania. Like just the, the years, worst mania. Years long. The one of the worst manias of all time is 2000, and that's when Triple, Triple H, H like came out on top at the end. Well, also it was a fatal four way with every McMahon yeah. just doing horse oh, shit for you know, 20, 25 But speaking minutes, of McMahon's, uh, Stephanie uh, oh, surprised yeah. everybody. She's I the best. Like, that was she was a vet in like she was the pro in yeah. that match. Like Bree needed it was being taken through it step by step by step, step by step by step. <laughs> And what? I, I wanted I, I. It's too bad our our friend who was with us did not couldn't get a Steph 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 shirt like that was. Oh, did he not get it? He was looking for it, but there nobody was selling it in any of the uh, the merch booths. Oh, okay, I think he might have got it on shop.com. Okay, yeah. I nearly bought a Bo Leave shirt, but uh, it was like thirty bucks, and I was like, I can get it for twenty. Yeah. on on their site, and then I just bought a bunch of New Japan shirts. So yeah, I that bought works. two. Uh yeah no Steph was great I loved her like her out also like she dressed up for the occasion mm-hmm. like while Brie wore the same dumb outfit she always wears <laughs> and just yeah. bleh and then also just seeing her do like she just can't do the yes lock right like it did not it was just it was loose it was it was not snug as as uh, Stone Cold would say that's probably the longest the Divas match will ever go mm-hmm. in in any pay per view probably ever mm-hmm. uh and initially I thought like ah uh, like. Stephanie's been out of the game so long, and Bree's never like really had a great match, mm-hmm. but it ended up being pretty good. Yeah. Besides the whole fact that it leads to probably the most boring idea for a match next month, which if is... it's a Bella on Bella match, that will be yeah Botchmania fodder. I <laughs> sounds pretty good. <laughs> but one uh, of them has to get a new song. That's going to be exciting. Mm, well, mm. Nikki's the evil one, so I should think she'll de- she'd get the new song. I also think that uh, I did like the Triple H had to like sell a drop kick from from Bray. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, also being live, like just uh, seeing it live, like the um, people were really on Cena, like hardcore. Like when Cena lost, like everybody was doing, like nah 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 nah. Wow. Nah, even though like he was selling it like he was like concussed, like heavily concussed, yeah. like nobody cared. They were just shitting all over him, and then the kids like just lost all hope too. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. That's what wrestling should be. I do like the idea of some like extended, like you said, reign of terror, where it's like, mm-hmm. in a way, they they back themselves in a corner with no hero other than Cena. You squash the shit out of him, so it's like, yeah, just have this guy terrorize people for, for a year. I, I hope they don't do the thing though they like to do, where it's like, hey, we're gonna make him look real tough by picking up Mark Henry or Big Show for the fortieth time. It's like we get it, he can yeah, do that. He's yeah. done it a lot. <clears throat> I bet you will see Big Show get F five within the next month. Hasn't he already? Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, Royal Rumble this year. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll see it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They 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 count on their viewers having uh, short memories. That's true. So. Yeah, I saw somebody tweeting me a cool idea of just like that it it becomes like Mortal Kombat and like Brock Lesnar just sitting in the background of a tournament and then at the end when somebody wins he's like jumps out like, All right, my turn, let's go. Like if he started wearing like a Shao Kahn helmet, that would be the greatest thing. <laughs> yeah. well, I guess Triple H already yeah, took Triple that H gimmick. Is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then uh I don't know if the next night on Raw, mm-hmm. I didn't watch the whole Raw, but I did skip to the Rollins rematch, which was fucking yeah. real yes. good. But I'm sad Ambrose is getting written off T V to for like a month, right? Yeah. yeah. And just imagine how full of piss and vinegar that guy's going to be when he comes back. Yep. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, that's the thing. Like, Money in the Bank, too. That's an in- interesting deal here because mm-hmm. obviously we're not going to have a Rollins Lesnar yeah, feud. Yeah. I like the idea of him just being kind of scared. Like, you yeah, know, Triple yeah. H being like, oh, you got that. That's for a reason. It's like, ah, I don't want to. That's a great anyone, way to set him up as a chicken shit heel. Yeah. Have yeah. any of them ever expired? Like, no. Do you have to do it before? You have to do it before the next month. You have one year. You yeah. have within a year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Ken. 
I uh, one time Daniel Bryan when he had it, he proclaimed he was going to cash in in WrestleMania, but then he yeah he took the easy way out. Yep. Um, I've heard some people say that maybe you know one option for Night of Champions is you know it's more of a back and forth match. Cena right. gets more offense in, really does mm-hmm. some damage to Brock. And then Rollins comes in, does the opportunist thing, and that's how they get it off Brock. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, like everybody does with the fantasy booking thing, where it's like, because this the Rollins Ambrose thing is so much heat behind it, and it, it, it's it's premature to go to think yeah. this is like another Rock Austin moment. And also, the fact that so many people are looking at it with a microscope almost pre- like prevents it from ever being that because there's almost no organic growth. There's going to be too many cooks in the kitchen and too many people trying to be like, we could have this again because they have such great chemistry and now we can have this great feud. It's like, I don't know that they'll trust them to figure it out on their own and let them feel it out. But if they were to do that, you could have Rollins get it and then lead up to a, I don't know if that's worth mania, but you could spend the next six months making it so intense and so blue balls from no no comeback for Rollins <laughs> yeah. and getting no justice and then like maybe by then you could have that moment you know the month or so that Ambrose is not going to be wrestling is yeah. that it's actually works in this feud's favor like <laughs> if uh, of course it, it kind of all goes to shit if like Cena just wins the yeah. tailback next month because then that can't uh, happen Rollins I don't want to believe that will happen then, then Rollins can be the cash it like he can sure. have that cash in opportunity every week whereas if it's Brock then there's not that and uh yeah, there can be an extended feud over the briefcase for a while. Well, at the, so it's at the, best like Cena can cheat. Yeah. Well, well, Cena doesn't cheat. Like he wouldn't cheat, so he can't mm-hmm. like get a cheat victory. But that's cheap victory is the only way he can really like you can even keep any of Brock's heat. Oh God, <laughs> this is getting so inside. Well, because yeah. it's true. If he loses clean, then it is like why did you do the Undertaker thing? Yeah. Like it has yeah. to. Or if he loses, period. Like yeah. I mean, just keep him with those belts or belt now. Yep, they did just, show up the new belt. That oh, was okay. the, that. Oh man, that the the TMZ oh. shot of him like where TMZ met him at the Morton Steakhouse yeah. after the event, <laughs> and they were just like saying like, "Hey man, you gonna you, you gonna get a new belt?" He's like, "I'm walking around with two belts." Yeah, bad. <laughs> like he was he was so in the moment. Also, like then the next night, Dolph Ziggler he less talked about was he got a new IC title with the logo on it as well. Huh. And then he just like did a vine of like me with the title, me and it's like playing it like a guitar. And just, uh, <laughs> it was it was fun. I I hope he gets a real run. I already said that, but uh, one of my favorite moments with Ambrose on the pay per view in the lumberjack match was like the they teased that they were going to do a balcony dive and they didn't yes. do it. And I was like, oh, that's disappointing. And then like I thought it was just going to be a comedy spot of them like crowd surfing, Rollins, carrying Rollins back yes. to the ring. And then I see Ambrose like walking up the thing. I was like, "Oh shit!" And then when Ambrose like after he jumps on them, when he gets up first, he does like the robot. Oh, yeah, like, that was great. And then he did this weird like point back to the ring yeah. thing. Yeah. And, like that's like that's so fucking great. <laughs> He's just so. And I love we're, we're watching with Grim and like like the match is starting to heat up and the lumberjack thing. It's like, oh, this isn't going to be a big waste of time after all. And you're getting excited. And then when like Kane comes in and then. Was it? Yeah, it was Kane, and then Goldust. Goldust, yeah. when he runs in the ring, and it's like, and Grim just like flies off the couch, and it's like, <laughs> and he's just like, man, when Goldust is your voice of reason, you know something has gone wrong. <laughs> and just the way Goldust carried himself, though, with that posture, it was definitely not the like cooler Goldust of the last year. It was this new ethereal space weirdo because he walked with this weird like posture and got right <laughs> in his face. And I'm like, I can't wait till they actually get a moment to actually bring this to the ring and do something yeah. like unique with or I like actually the, get to express that in a ring i like that the lumberjacks got to have like character moments mm-hmm. yeah like that they yeah. they weren't just mannequins or good. whatever yeah so yeah it was a great show definitely worth 9.99 yes that is it is crazy to think how much each pay-per-view is and yeah. you could just for 10 bucks yeah. a month is though like, there is the worry that there's going to be four or five months worth of filler for yeah. as long as they do this six month that's kind of true because like this was the one they had to to build up, and they did it. And next month, I mean, well, I, I think Night Champion is going to be a lot of uh, return matches. Yeah. Like. But then in the the flip side of that is like, well, they do that because I mean, even before this, it's like, well, that's where yeah. most people bought. Like a lot, a lot of people drop off and don't buy Night of Champions. So mm-hmm. it's like, were you going to buy it anyway? Yeah. But then you're basically at that point you're paying for this really great archive of tons mm-hmm. of shit. So it's like. Yeah, I, I would pay that every month, even if yeah. the, I had to buy the pay-per-views normally. Mm-hmm. You know, like nine ninety-nine for just the original programming, and the archive, yeah. totally worth it. Yeah. Paul Heyman got in the nine ninety-nine really well the last night, <laughs> not last night on Raw this week, yeah. where he was just saying like, 
if you're too stupid or too cheap or too whatever <laughs> to pay nine ninety nine for the network, let me tell you what Brock Lesnar did. Yeah, and then he yeah. went into his awesome thing of saying suplex repeats sixteen yeah. times the exact number of suplexes he did to <laughs> uh, Cena. Oh, that was great. And then meanwhile, uh, it would seem that uh, Zeb Coulter's just dead. Like he wasn't mm. on Raw. Like <laughs> Swagger was just by himself. And I hope he comes back because if he doesn't, the Swagger's going nowhere. Mm. Well, I do think Swagger's going nowhere. Like uh, he lost. Like he lost for America. Like America lost yeah. with him, and his thing seems to be over. Like Rusev's moving on. So yeah. that's it for that. Uh, so like, now it's Mark Henry. Is he's the next one to fight? Yeah, yeah. but it's it's weird because so back to a black man. Swagger needs somebody to talk for him, but he's a face, so it should be somebody nicer. But yeah, <laughs> Coulter's just a- like. That was an argument we got on on the the Powerbomb cast. Is like Coulter never renounced his hate yeah. of illegals. Like he still like he he just is racist. He was angry at a different group of outsiders for the past two months, but he's not not racist. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if Hogan wants to go on the road again, yeah, Hogan could be the real American. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He should take him under his wing, yeah. or just be Mister America again because I love that gimmick. Oh, that'd be great. He'd come out in the beginning as Hogan and shill the network, and then Mister America would yes. come out. That was something cool that I don't think I've ever had before where I've been in a live crowd where Hogan comes out and Real Americans playing. Like, I don't think I've ever been here for that. Yeah. So being there for that, it's cool. it was really cool. Even like, though what he did was basically just show the network. Yeah. yeah uh, two a, people like, watching it on the fucking network. Yeah. And also on pay-per-view, I guess. And also there was a German announced team. What the hell? Yeah, they, I great. think they did that That's on weird. one of the previous ones oh, recently. Okay. What's yeah. weird is they went from four at, at SummerSlam to two the next night, mm-hmm. which is like... I was seeing that German what, 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 guy. What do you the, need two more for? Yeah. One night before. Anywho, um, yeah, that'll do it for our discussion on SummerSlam. Uh, we'll be back in the next segment with, uh, apropos to what you guys were doing at SummerSlam, uh, some interesting wrestler interviews. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. Hey y'all, welcome to the Break for Cheap podcast episode number 31. This one's going to be a little bit quicker than usual because I have no episode of Raw to talk about. We talked about it on the show. Uh, So what I'll do here is just the uh, standard plugging of Laser Time stuff. Uh, You know all the shows are great. Uh, Laser Time podcast itself, recent episode about Robin Williams is really touching. Uh, VG Empire just had a Golden Axe episode. Cape Crisis has been great recently. Um, Tales from Comic-Con and Henry bring a little bit more of his personal life into the show. I think it's all made for a really good conversation. Uh, and Video Game Apocalypse, I was on this week's episode where we talked about the top five Genesis franchises. And if you want to support all of these fine programs, there's plenty of ways you can do so. Uh, you can donate. Um, there's a link right on the left-hand side of the page. Or buy a T-shirt for any Laser Time show. There's the uh, that link is also on the left-hand side. On the right-hand side of the site, you can find a bunch of links to uh, popular Amazon products. There's also a bunch that are underneath the link for this here episode. Uh, a couple of them will be books actually written by guest Dan Reichert. But yes, anything that you purchase during that Amazon visit, it doesn't have to be the the item that you clicked on. It'll kick a little bit of money back to the Laser Time Network. So, yeah, please support us. LaserTimePodcast.com. Laser Time Show on Facebook and Twitter. Laser Time on Twitch. And Laser Time Network on YouTube. Please subscribe to any of those as you see fit. I think they're all great outlets of nostalgic humor. That does it for this quickie break segment. Let's get right back into the show.
now back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. found a clip to play us in with. Okay. GamesRadar. There it is. Check out... Check out the revealing interviews on GameRaiders.com. <laughs> GamesRadar. GamesRadar. Okay. Check out GamesRadar.com. Okay. Or is that too short for you? you want sure. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? This is your WWE diva and Playboy cover girl, Ashley. Go to WWE.com. your WWE diva and current Playboy cover girl, go to WWEGamesRadar.com to check out some <laughs> revealing interviews. Yes, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> revealing <laughs> interviews. Yeah. I don't remember Ashley at all. Like, I didn't. Nope. Nope. So later in that clip, uh-huh. one guy, and I don't remember who it is. It might have been, you said one of them. Ezekiel Jackson. It was, it was the other one. Mm. Anyway, Kennedy. Kennedy. I, I feel yeah. like this might have been him. Where Kennedy. like you can watch him because it's all B-roll of him. Like, what, what am I saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. And you can see him get into character like that, where it's like normal yeah. human face of like, what am I doing? Cool, got it. And immediately turns it on, and his whole face goes rock hard. And you're <laughs> like, that's so cool. <laughs> I do so love just watch it. Like you could have uh, on a have it on a timeline and like Final Cut and go like left, right, <laughs> left, right, left, right. And he's like, <laughs> normal man, wrestler. <laughs> the yeah, back in the talk radar days, we had. Uh, we asked the um, uh, million dollar man Ted DiBiase oh, to, yeah. do a, to do a bump for us mm-hmm. and like a bump of cocaine. So, you mean. Yeah. yeah, no, no, to do t- <laughs> take a flat back bump. <laughs> doctor didn't clear him for it, but he was so nice he did it anyway. No, <laughs> right not on he, that concrete floor. <laughs> no, he. We said like, hey, do a thing like, hey, you're listening to Talk Radar, and he like one take, boom, just did it, and like totally, you could tell he has done it seven thousand times. Yeah, but he, he did this perfect. Laugh he was like the perfect laugh. laugh. He's like. Yeah, it was a billion dollar man. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so th- this half of the episode is going to be dedicated to um, interviews of that ilk. I-, I decided not to do like um, fan interviews or mm-hmm. like things where there's already like a it'll there's already a, a propensity for it to be awkward because it's somebody who doesn't conduct a lot of <laughs> interviews asking interviews. Uh, but the uh, something that l- lends itself to similar interactions is a uh, shock jock interviews, and I've mm. uh, I've compiled a few of those. Yeah, I mean, uh, you would think the worlds kind of work well together. Mm-hmm. Um, They're both very loud and yeah, like boisterous. What's the worst uh, shock jock name out of all these guys? Well, I I went with generally the the well known ones. It's always uh, like Crazy Dave and the, yeah. the douchebag or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean the 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 What's main the Parks and Rec one. It's somebody uh, in the douche. Ira, Ira crazy, in the douche. Crazy, crazy oh, Ira really? in the douche. David Cross. Wow, really? Uh, yeah. David Cross is. Uh, you're listening to Gator oh, and the Lunatic. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> shut up, you fucking baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a Kansas City story. I remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I hate right. Harlow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I caught him a bit. He he's always the madman or the crazy doctor. <laughs> uh, radio. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to start off with one. I mean, it's the most well-known shock jock ever, Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, we're not from the tri-state area. Oh, I'm sorry. Dave, uh, Star mm-hmm. of private parts. Now I understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh, by did, the way, we met the long... Well, no, we, we walked by the Long Island Princess, um, Noelle Foley. At the, oh, yeah, with Frank the Clown. Yeah, that turd. Yeah. <laughs> Though it was weird to me that like I was hearing some some guys saying like oh man she's so so hot and I'm like she is she is a tra- she's very pretty but but I I was like can't you like how can you not dissociate from like you saw her when she was like three that is crying weird. for her father bleeding to death <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah how can you not how can you I don't know and you've seen that clown in the audience for years too so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I much prefer. Um, 
Hawaiian shirt and hat guy from every ECW show. Oh, Faith No More guy? Is that Faith No More guy? The, the guy with the sunglasses and the long hair? Well, no, he always wore he always wore like a, a straw hat. And, uh, oh, and... not, not tie-dye guy, right? No, not tie-dye guy. I ran into a tie-dye guy on Bourbon Street, and he was a cool <laughs> dude. He seemed very enthusiastic. <laughs> but anyway, Howard Stern. Yes, yeah, so uh, he interviewed... Um, I mean, this isn't terribly awkward. It's just... It's it, this is like a perfect combination. This is probably when I listened to Howard Stern the most, and the ca- the best character they could have possibly put on it. So let me play a little bit of that. Forgive me. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you very much, Howard. Goldust, you've been at the wrestling game a long time. So what- <laughs> this is, by the way, when he had uh, 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 Tourette's. Tourette's, yes. You were wrestling, and as far as I can tell, you believe you got Tourette's from being electrocuted. Well, it's not Tourette's. Uh, 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 I went uh, went to the doctors. You know, they it, all they know is it's some kind of ooh, ooh, some uh, neurological disorder. You know, <laughs> but not who, Tourette's. Uh, who electrocuted you? How did this happen? Well, Randy or- Orton and uh, this big guy, I ah, knew up and coming guy named Batista. God, hey, 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 hey! I just that might that might be. I mean. Goldust is like he's had a renaissance and he's great mm-hmm. now and with especially teaming with Stardust, but like I don't know something about that era. It was like, was that with him with Booker T? Yeah, yes. yeah, around the same era. I want to say as Eugene and other poorly thought out Oof, uh, Eugene. characters Oof, that have not boy. aged well or were not you know good yeah, at the I, time. Granted, that is like that's way too far, but he still does. He still has elements of that in his speech. He's a very nuanced yeah. character. Goldust, like yeah. he brings yeah. in all versions of himself into it. <laughs> He has I, a, the gold dust multiverse yeah. that exists inside one man. <laughs> but I, I loved his time with Booker T just because they were so different. And Booker T was just like, you're a weirdo and I don't like you, but yeah. uh, guess we're a good team. Like That's pretty great. And like gold dust would just whisper things in his ear, which you would assume just be yeah. like, let's have gay sex. And then Booker T's like, come on, man. <laughs> though that interview, like Howard Stern doesn't give two shits about wrestling. Yeah. Like that he, though, uh, what that is the one guy Baba Booey like mm. he he seems to actually be a wrestling fan well I you know I've never actually listened to Howard Stern before as far as I know his whole gimmick is he just has like what porn stars and strippers on and yeah. asks them to see their boobs right and that the whole deal mm. and then so like he you know back in the day in the Attitude Era I was watching like I'd hear that like oh Stone Cold or Vince was on uh, Howard Stern I gotta watch this at least mm. And I remember listening to like he had Stephanie McMahon on, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, so you're dating? Uh, here you're dating uh, one of the guys, one of the wrestlers, is Triple H guy." He's like, "Yeah." It's like, "All right, so yeah, what do you guys? Any freaky stuff? Any do you do anal sex? Do you do?" And it's like, "This is Stephanie McMahon," yeah. and like, it's just, is that just how he talks to every woman that comes oh, on his show? One, well, every person like that yeah. is I, I okay. Would, I would say it is fair in that he does yeah. it to everyone. When he had on like Mario Cantone, he was just like, "Hey, so you know, would you fuck me?" And they just have this. <laughs> conversation about it yeah that uh, it's just what he does like okay it, he i i do like i i watched that one mm-hmm. too that gold dust is kayfabing him most of the time but when they bring up terry runnels yeah oh. he, sto- he stops he's like <laughs> oh wow we're not yeah. talking about that yeah. because baba Booey knew the background and he was just like oh yeah him and his dad just started talking again because uh like his dad didn't like his ex-wife and oh and then Dustin, he becomes Dustin. He's like, yeah, we're not, we're not talking about, we're not talking about that, that, that. And he starts, he gets back into character, and then they still keep getting stuff out of him. Like, oh, so she was a bitch. He's like, yeah, fuck that bitch. Like, he's just like he, he was not a fan of of Terry. Wow. Yeah, I mean, to, to preface this, the, the months before Howard Stern even interviewed Goldust, he would use those clips of him just like speaking with Tourette's, like as mm-hmm. like. Oh, okay. filler during episodes. Didn't know that. Yeah. So this was really like a big occasion <laughs> when it finally happened. <laughs> um, so I have one other clip from that. Mark, you're on the air. Uh, hi, I'm calling for a gold dust. Uh, hello, gold dust? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hi, my name is Mark. I work with the Tourette's Advocacy Action Network. Okay. Um, we've been trying to get a meeting with you through the WWE, and you've refused to respond to any of our calls. What? Well, well, uh, what does it have to do with it? I don't have Tourette's. Well, cheer, cheer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's so, the pre-PG era people yeah. want to go back to. Yeah. Like, yeah no, no. no. <laughs> See, people only remember the good stuff from the Attitude Era when they're like, I'm sick of PG. I want to go back to Attitude. Like, 
They threw a lot of shit at the wall. <laughs> you, you know why Attitude Era was great? Because guys like Austin and Rock and yeah. Taker mm-hmm. and all these guys were in their prime. If Austin or Rock were 34 years old right now, they would be kicking ass in the PG era. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah. Be, yeah. yeah, it's because of the huge talents that were there, not because, like, oh, they did an angle about Val Venus's dick again. Like, <laughs> Val Venus had sex with another person's valet. Great. Yeah, yeah. Or, hey, every stripper, like, they just hired strippers. Like, isn't that great? Like, ugh. Like, you just look back, you watch any of the Russo-produced, either WCW mm-hmm. or WWF, or and TNA, it's just like... Yeah. Really, all these all these strippers like they're not like they don't give anything. It was weird because the whole idea was like, oh, guys like looking at girls. So uh, here's the Nitro Girls, and it's like Bella, everyone I knew the- changed the channel. Hmm. Oh, during the Nitro Girls, yeah. yeah what's going on? It's just like what's happening literally anywhere else because mm-hmm. like they're fine. Yeah, some of them are hot. <laughs> that's not why I'm here. Like, yeah. I'm here to watch wrestling, and you're interrupting my wrestling. I guess if you're going to go that route, it makes more sense to do, like, the UFC thing, where it's like, hey, in between rounds, here's this girl holding this card. Yeah. Not like, hey, here's this TNA segment of the show, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, Raw did have ring girls once upon a time. Oh, yeah, with really stupid signs. Yeah. Honk if you're Raw. I like it Raw. <laughs> that was clearly... My favorite is, that was clearly Raw. <laughs> that was clearly Raw. Uh, one, the other thing I know, the only other connection I know with how it's turned. I need a bumper sticker, honk if you're raw. (laughs) See, the the only other connection I know of how, of how it's turned to pro wrestling is that he was a big fan of Nicole Bass and bringing her on and making fun of her and saying, you're really a man, aren't you? Blah, blah, blah. Same with, actually, I remember he had kind of a interview with China too about that stuff. Is that the one where X-Pac has to call in and be like, get off TV. You're embarrassing yourself. Howard, she has a problem. She's clearly high. I believe so. Yeah. But, Uh. but so he made Nicole Bass famous and like then Nicole Bass made an appearance. Like first she was in ECW Mm -hmm. and then she became a heel sables enforcer. Yep. When she was for like a Tory or something. Yeah. But for like a month and then Nicole Bass just quit. Yeah. She doesn't need wrestling. Like she's, she's so famous as a female bodybuilder. Like, Still famous today, right? Everybody knows Nicole mm-hmm. Bass. It's like The Rock. <laughs> so you, you could say, like, during the 90s, during the Attitude Era, it it, it, it kind of worked to have a shock jock interview a mm-hmm. WWE per- personality. But nowadays, it doesn't quite work as well. Here is a clip of Nikki Bella on a... Oh, boy. Probably, <laughs> and it's Kid Chris, who I've never heard of. I have no idea. It's, I mean, he's not... I don't think he's nationally syndicated. But it is... It makes Howard Stern look nuanced. <laughs> the Bella Twins? This is her. Are you dating John Cena? <laughs> well, rumor has it I am, so yeah. Also a wow. television show. <laughs> so he gets a climb on that. That is awesome. Lucky dude. He is a lucky <laughs> dude. Lucky him, right? Yeah. Did you ever wrestle with uh, yeah. Beth Phoenix? I have. She's actually one of my favorites to work in the ring. Yeah. Did, did, now, did you ever see her penis? No. no. Boy. Wow, we're, th- we're two questions in. <laughs> Yikes. Well, you can totally see their dynamic. And one is like, I'm keeping this guy in control. And he's like, I'm the wild one who yeah. has the real dirty questions. Like, boy, that's, that's so like, boy, just right yeah. off the bat. Just this like, is modern? This is, I. it was recorded July 30th. Uh, 2014. Oh, God. I imagine she was probably talking about SummerSlam. <laughs> they are like, Crazy Iron the Douche. They are mm. like the prototypical yeah. shock jock. It's like she just said this is her friend. Yeah. What ex- what 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 reaction do you expect to get by saying her penis? Like what? Yeah. That she's like, oh, she is manly, right? Like, right. Um Ugh. believe yeah. it or not, it gets even worse. <laughs> no. It's a call in show. Oh. So here we go. Down. I mean, you're, you're, you're with John Cena, so I'm not going to be able to match up to that, uh, like his money and stuff. Uh, over here, Zimmerman from the Wolfpack's got a question for Nikki Bella. Hi, would you scissor with a homeless person to help the economy? Oh, oh yeah, would you scissor with a homeless person to help the economy? Nikki Bella, go ahead. Um, I might uh, dress a homeless girl for charity or feed her, but <laughs> I... <laughs> you never scissor with one to raise money for somebody? Like the end world hunger. Right. Right, you know, it's just there's these morals inside of me that just, it would Oh, right. so you're against feeding the hungry, I understand. I mean, if it's a world hunger, you know, that might be a different story. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, when it uh, comes out. It's on a global scale. Yeah, yeah, global scale, scissor. What's awesome, too. Oh, good God, we're going to let this bit go until... <laughs> you know, that makes me think that's like a call-in thing they do all the time, like that the dude called in and did that. That's like, his gimmick, because yeah, he's yeah, the, the yeah. homeless scissoring question. Yeah. Like, who, who are these people that are listening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who are these assholes? Yeah, it's... Who's this demographic? 
Uh, well, that guy was part of the wolf pack. So apparently... I think it was uh, Conan. Ongo- it was Conan, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Ongoing <laughs> saga of uh, this talk show's wolf pack scissoring questions. Yeah. The SEO on that's really great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to Google scissor female, <laughs> then enter female name, then it's Wolfpack Kid scissor. Chris and the douche.com. And the wolf pack, yes. Fortunately, that's about as bad as it gets. Okay. I, 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 but, one, well, I wanted to. I wanted to get the other big name in a uh, shock jocks or Opie and Anthony. I think they may have. One of them was just fired because there was got, a thing with him. Yeah, that he. I forget yeah. exactly. I I feel like I know fifty percent of what happened, and I don't want to repeat it. Yeah. Just in case I get it wrong. Yeah, I can't remember. Who, we did see uh, Sam Roberts, their producer, was there. Like, yeah, he, yeah. I don't he, listen to Opie and Anthony, so I only. Opie Anthony fans told me, like, hey, Sam Roberts was there mm-hmm. with you. I was like, I don't know who that is. I, I talked cool. to him for a little bit. He seemed really nice. And, like, yeah. from the interviews I've seen, he seems to be pretty knowledgeable of the product. I mean, he's on those WWE Network countdown shows, yeah. like, one of the few journalists or whatever it's they weird. have. He's, so. like, the only one, I think. He's the only like, Yeah, they don't have Meltzer. It's not like they have Wade Keller and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, two things. First, I, I you know, I have heard Sam Roberts. He was on one episode of Cheap Heat, the Grantland okay. uh, weekly podcast. The Shoemaker? With Shoemaker, who I did meet, and I told him, like, oh, you're cool. He's like, yeah, I am cool. uh, (laughs) uh, And then also, speaking of Dave Meltzer, like, I sat next to him during the panel panel reveal. Like, we had assigned seats, and so he sits down next to me. And I thought we'd have, like, a nice thing at the start because, like, our seats – this, the armrest we shared had an exposed like screw on it. And I was like, yeah, this seems dangerous. So I was like, warning him, like, hey, watch out. There's an exposed screw there. He's like, yeah, yeah, I will. And then <laughs> gets on the phone and talks for like 20 minutes with somebody just on and off of like, no, this is how you tape UFC for me. No, no, it's on two channels. <laughs> nope. Uh, this way, he's just like explaining the DVR when the panel has <laughs> started. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, that just didn't, didn't seem right. Did he bang his elbow up on the screw? Or no, he was fine. I need closure on the screw. Story, really. <laughs> no, no, nothing happened with the screw. I okay. I mentioned that screw and so nothing bad storytelling. Happened. Nothing happened with it. <laughs> you had an open plot point, and that happened. Uh, I I was reading Stan Hansen's biography some more. It's really good. Well, it's pretty good, but uh, there's multiple stories in it. Like I just finished a chapter where like half the chapter is just him telling stories of all the times people pulled guns on him. <laughs> And then the weirdest part is when he then said, half the stories go like, and then I pulled out my gun and scared him away. I was like, well, he's just carrying around a gun, huh? And then the other, he was telling some story about Frank uh, uh, Frank Goodish, Bruiser Brody, who was like his best, one of his best friends in the business. And he says like, at the time, uh, Frank was dating this girl. It was like a mix of two races. And I was like, okay, I, is this going to come up later in the story? It's like, no, no. He was just like, just to point out that this girl who would never be mentioned again was not white. Like it was a point he needed to bring up. I was like, I don't, I don't get this, Stan. Like, what? Why? <sighs> All right. So yeah, the this clip is from Opie and Anthony during the brief period that Fandango oh. was notable, uh, <laughs> which was when uh, right when he made his debut at WrestleMania. Yeah, and he to beat Jericho. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, great debut match. Pretty great. <laughs> Well, it was the Raw after that made him a star. Yeah, Everybody yeah. singing along. And it was all uphill from there. <laughs> so there's some, some of this uh, that you would expect. Sequin vest. Jimmy, you want to get his back? Oh, abs? get his back. Oh, oh sorry. It starts out with uh, him getting uh, lotioned up by Jim Norton from Spider-Man 2. <laughs> right, yeah. What's your name? Uh, Jim, sir. Okay. Now, what's my name? Fandango. Fandango. You need... Johnny. You need to feel it, Johnny, okay? It's... Fandango. He knocks the lotion on the table. Uh, and yeah, there's a little bit later. Now I've got his music stuck in my head. <laughs> outfit of the show. Okay? Oh, man. He's got that right. Okay. Johnny. Yes, it just cost everybody here, and all oh, you know, the, the hundreds and thousands of listeners across the world, the chance to hear the debut. Oh man, of Fandango, Curly. Is this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. Curly Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. These are real. The real deal. These are real. How many? Four. Four. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, decide.
wants to come. <laughs> Tickets. Whoa! WrestleMania just fell down your desk. Oh, Whoa! Okay. WrestleMania Everything Tickets. that goes down there is mine. You <laughs> <laughs> can see the real debut of... Oh, oh, of... Uh-oh. Everybody. Everybody in the room. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Fun-tango. Oh, boy. Well, see, that's how I think. That's uh, fun. Yeah, that's how an interview has to go with PGR. It's got to be more like playful and sure. You can have a little bit of raunchiness. I mean, you can have a guy yeah. being rubbed down during the interview. Yeah. I mean, it's but... fine. Like that's his character. That all fit. It was yeah. just without the visual to go with. Yeah, it, I'm right? sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like Fondango should be on more talk shows because he he has that kind of a, a senior card gauge. Uh, way of talking where he mis- mispronounces everything mm. just to annoy people. Well, you know who's unfortunately good at that stuff, and I say unfortunately because that means he keeps a job, is uh, Miz. And like Miz, when he yeah. goes on Conan and stuff, he's yeah. good. He gets it. And like even at that Radio Row thing, he was nailing it with everyone. I mean, huh. and actually, I mean to be fair, I, I do like his his current gimmick. It's yeah. the most entertaining he's been since like before that title run uh, in WrestleMania thing. But he he is the guy for that like. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of who's better at that stuff. Like, Cena's always a pro. Mm-hmm. Sheamus is always a smiley, you know, Sheamus Sheamus. Is, Yeah, Sheamus is good, even though he's always just like, hey there, fella. Let me yeah. tell you, fella. No, this I'll kick a- this mannequin or something on your show. Like, yeah. 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 He was at the panel again this year, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I, I was driving around the Universal backlot <laughs> on a golf cart, and Seamus was just walking around back there. <laughs> yeah. I feel that like was weird. He's been at those so often that he's almost like, eh, I don't want to interview Seamus. <laughs> well... <laughs> I feel like that way just with Seamus all the time. I'm like, yes, Seamus, I accept that you you are a quality performer and like you've earned your position and you've definitely like pushed yourself and yet I don't want to see you wrestle. <laughs> well, it's because like, like he's had the same status quo for so long. Like mm-hmm. you just even in this pro- even in the idea of like meeting them in person, where it's like you feel like you've seen them over and over again because you've seen them on TV every week, and mm-hmm. then now it's like you've had the same gimmick for like three years. I don't really care. Yeah, he tries, but he definitely tries hard. Like I, I, I yeah, no doubt. Like he's not like a yeah, he's I good. Thought, yeah. I thought about it's this just... over the weekend and just how like Cena, you know, Cena. It's easy to shit on him and hate him because he represents the PG area and everything that's crappy about it. But uh, that he like he goes everywhere and does everything. Like he yeah. appears. Like he probably never sleeps. Like he just is constant. Like nobody can keep up with it. I partially think the reason. CM Punk got burnt out was because he tried to be John Cena and appear, make 4 a.m. radio appearances. You can't be him. He is, yeah. he is the absolute model employee, the likes of which that company has never seen before. Yeah. Hogan, Austin Rock, they were never that guy. For this long, mm-hmm. this charitable, this well-spoken. And it, like You ask him a question, like there'd be fan questions at that panel, mm-hmm. and his response immediately would be something that like if you got a bunch of PR marketing people in a room for a week to write right, out a perfect yeah, press release, yeah, yeah. it's like, wow, he just said that perfectly, didn't stammer, didn't have to think about it. Yeah. I mean, he returns from injuries like four months before he's supposed to on a regular basis. Like, <laughs> he's he yeah. is undoubtedly yeah. uh, undoubtedly one of the like absolute best of all time, mm-hmm. company wise. Maybe the most important one they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it, it is hard to like. He never will be as big. I don't think he'll ever possibly as big as Hogan or Austin was at their height. No. But his sustained hugeness is is like. Unmatched, and if he had not been around for the last twelve years, it's just I wonder what the company would look like. Yeah, I don't even know. He carried that company. Yeah, because like Batista, Batista left every like Mm -hmm. they were trying to set up Kennedy. Nobody liked Kennedy, and they just had all these like false Bobby Lashley, like all these false starts and stops, like. The guys who would have replaced Cena never, never really got together. And, and Cena used a lot of that for some great promos. You know, I know the Rock stuff was not the best, the Cena Rock thing. But Cena talked about like, oh yeah, you were on top of this business when it was cool, when it was the Attitude Era, and everyone watched everything. I was the one in the trenches. I was the one carrying this company during all the years where it wasn't cool to be a WWE superstar. Like mm-hmm. he cut some awesome promos back then, mm-hmm. and they were one hundred percent true. Yeah. Well, and his best promos. This is a point David uh, Shoemaker mm-hmm. brought up that just. Cena's best qualities now is that he legitimizes your favorites by wrestling them and and selling for them and not like squashing them either. Oh, like, like Cesaro and stuff when he'll yeah. put on like an awesome match on Raw with him. Like Cesaro, like he did with Dolph, Brian, Brian Punk. Like he wrestled those guys. Like he could he could just totally say like, no, I want to Sheamus Orton. Those are two guys I'm I'm wrestling these days. I don't want to yeah. wrestle these guys. Might make me look bad. Like he's, it's not like Hogan like, be like, oh, I don't want to work with Brett or Sean because they're tiny and I'm going to look bad. No, Cena works with everyone. He's he's incredible. Like mm-hmm. say what you want about his character. You know, we're a bunch of adult men. You know, mm-hmm. we are not his demographic. Yeah. He is incredible at what he does. 
Yeah, I guess people are also keeping in mind, like, I think it's a combination of, like, this pent-up, like, oh, he represents, like, I don't think he really represents this bad, like, yeah. But then also, like, the most recent example of him, like, oh, I'm going to try to put over a new talent was this three-month nowhere feud with Bray Wyatt that just kind of didn't... That was a crappy feud. Yeah. But it was, like, the the point was to, like, elevate, and it just kind of, like, almost felt like it stumped. Yeah. It was weird. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, yeah, if they've just changed around a little, just if Bray Wyatt had gone over at WrestleMania, <laughs> then lost the next two, even like that would have been okay. Like, eh, mm. whatever. All right, uh, so that'll do it for this episode. I, I, I kind of wanted to find an interview of China promoting her pornos because there are clips of it, but yeah. I, the the prospect of listening to clips was just too depressing. They they are rough. I've, yeah. I've seen a couple of those interviews, and yeah. it's it's bad stuff. It just makes me yeah that she 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 has problems. Mm-hmm. Like she really oh, like yeah. it's not she wouldn't just be doing porn. Like she's not happily doing porn. It's just she. It's almost like that's kind of how the porn industry works. In <laughs> yeah, there. in general. Just well, a this, bunch of stable people. This is uh, a Jim Gaffigan joke I really like. He said that hot dogs are the strippers of food. Where it's just like, <laughs> I don't want to know how you got here. I don't know what. I want to, don't want to know the background. Yeah. Just let me just enjoy this, please. Yeah, that's, like, yeah. Uh, so I hope everybody listening enjoyed this episode of Crazy Dave and the Farts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, twofer. Yeah. Oh, boy. This this fart soundboard has like 60 different farts. It's good. I it's literally, I was I was searching the internet for a, bu- uh, a site that just had a fart button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently there's... Is there one called it. U-Turn? Uh, no. Because there, yeah, there was a great <laughs> fart app in the in the beginning days of iTunes and the iOS store uh, called Nuclear Fart Button. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was, you could pick between like 30 different fart noises. I think I have that. That's the one that Peter Molyneux recommended. That uh, I, was uh, it? I made a video where I had him recommend fart apps to me. And wow. Like, yeah, it's a nuclear symbol. And you yeah, press yeah, the middle yeah. and you can be like, oh, this one's the Dirty Raul. Yes. This one's I'm Farticus. Yes. This one's, yeah. There's one called U-Turn that, that I was like, yeah, fart, got it, got it, got it. And then the U-Turn made me actually like, what? <laughs> Uh, anyway. Well, here's a Tanya farting. Oh. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Mon- Monica, you is stinky. So this is, good. This, good this, this is a setting the the era. They had fart. I can tell. Is this like a hamster dance era? Yeah. yeah, this seems okay. like 1997. Yeah. Like. <laughs> All right. One more. Dale Earnfart. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, guys. <laughs> uh, I, I could... I could do that for another you press 20 minutes. Buttons all yes, uh, but um, thanks everybody f- for listening, subscribing on iTunes, rating, reviewing, all that stuff. All of you guys, why don't you tell the listeners where you can be uh, heard and seen? Uh, I am on giantbomb.com. I do a bunch of their video stuff, and I also wrote a book about wrestling. It's pretty short, but I priced it as $3 because it's pretty short. It's called Curtain Call How an Unscripted Goodbye Changed the Course of Pro Wrestling, I think. It's a Kindle thing, three bucks, uh, lots of interviews with like Nash Hall, Michaels, all those guys kind of the lead up to it, the actual curtain call and beyond. So we'll drop an Amazon link right underneath the sweet the link for this episode. Henry? Um, well, I feel like I should do the laser time, just general plug since Chris isn't here. So yeah, laser time just did a really great tribute episode to Robin Williams. Like that has a, has a gif that is uh, kind of heartbreaking, but it's, it's in a, in a good way. But uh then also there's Cape Crisis, my comic book podcast I do every week. Usually have on good old Brett here, and and uh, and Dave too. Yes. So yeah, and I'm H E N E R E Y G on Twitter. So look that up. Yeah. Uh, VGEmpire.com, video game music podcast. Uh, we just did a Golden Axe episode, which I know you're all waiting for. Uh, but then we've also done Godzilla episodes, tying with the movies. Um, what X Men, Spider Man, a lot of movie based game music. But then also Persona, Zelda, Mario, Sonic. Streets of Rage, all that crap. Uh, <laughs> it's also on Twitter, VG Empire. All right, so to place out as we do every episode, uh, we have the winner of the predictions contest for the previous pay per view. Uh, so the winner for um, Battlegrounds. Who, Did the Battlegrounds winner just write "Lol Cena wins"? He he was he. <laughs> believe it or not, he yeah he got Cena of course. Who won? one one person actually predicted Miz winning the the battle royal that month. Oh. Uh, but uh, wow. yeah, the winner, his, the the username was New Jack's Shopping Cart, mm-hmm. uh, and he chose an ECW theme. So it All might right. it might be tougher to mock than most. Band's name is Fight, and the song is Little Crazy. Uh, so it'll be playing the episode out, and we'll try to make fun of it if we can. It's alright. It's 
Seems like a slow build for a wrestling intro. Yeah. Who's intro? This, this is Sabu. Oh, okay. Right. See, I rarely saw this because most times when I saw Sabu, he just appears with no music. But it doesn't really fit the Middle Eastern vibe. Not so much. No. Well, I mean, he's, he's really just a guy from Detroit. Yes, <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, yes, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode of Cheap Podcast. It's alright, love, just